there, gorgeous. I know it's hard living in today's world to find out the right one for you, but trust me, I've been thinking the same thing for years now. But let me tell you about mine and how you can stay away from making the same mistakes as me. Hey, hey, it's Ellie here. On today's episode, we will be talking about all of my last relationships and how you can stay away from those red flags that I somehow seem to miss out on in my past as you can call it, situationships, and not be as dumb as I was. Okay, so let me just take you back a little bit and give a little bit of a recap of what we've talked about the past few episodes. So we talked about how I met him. We talked about us becoming closer. We talked about me writing letters thinking he was the one. And I know it probably seems like we're in right right in the middle of the story, but no, we're just getting started of this story. And thank you so much to everyone who has been listening and giving this feedback. I've went back and looked at them, and it's it's crazy to think that y'all are loving this as much as I am loving being able to open up and say it and finally realize I'm to that point of, for the past two years, I cried about it. And now I know the reason why everything was meant to be like it's supposed to be. So, just to get a little recap, on last episode, we talked about me writing letters in this little notebook and how I really thought every sign I received from sprinkles of Jesus to people talking to me to videos I got on my phone that he was the one. Well, he wasn't, uh, at least to this point in my life, that I've figured out. So, last episode, I want to say we ended off on when he asked me out. So, after he he had asked me out, uh, we said, you know, yes, we're going to date. We're going to see how this thing works out. And we went to bed and did all that. Woke up the next day, and I told you about me, you know, doing everything very extra, and I am myself an extra person, so that's also a little bit about me. We talked about all of that, so I want to say we went on a week after we started dating, and his text messages didn't die down, like, it's like he was madly in love with me. He was sending, like, emojis He would say, like, good morning, babe. I hope you're having a great day. I'm about to go to practice. I'll text you when I get the chance. So if you're a girl like me, like, those messages make make you really think to yourself. You're like, at least in the moment, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm completely starstruck. Now I look back on those messages, and I'm like, was I just being dumb? Did he mean them, or did he not mean them? Because... I'm the type of person, I can try to see both sides, but I always want to veer towards the more naive side. So, he would text me those, and it would be completely amazingly fine. And we would text all day, we would be super nice. You know, I would ask how practice went. It's practically like, I guess you could call it the honeymoon phase of a relationship. So, after that... We would go, like, I would drive over almost an hour to his house every week at least once. I would sometimes go over there two or three times. And we would hang out. We would cook dinner for each other. I remember one night he had a bad practice. 
And so I took it upon myself to call a local pizza place up there and be like, hey, I need to order this size pizza. It's going to be picked up around this time. Um, and this is the name you're going to put on the pizza. And I paid for it. And then after that, I proceeded to text him and say, hey, I know you're in practice right now, but when you get out of practice, you have a surprise waiting on you, waiting for you at, you know, the pizza place. And so he went and picked that up and he was like, you know, that that's the sweetest thing anybody's ever done for me. Nobody's ever like sat and thought ways to do it without physically being able to be there. And my love language, that is like one of the top things in my love language. I love to do sweet things, even if they're small out of nowhere. And it's the little things that really count for me. So I know it has to count for somebody else. So I guess you could say that really kind of made him have high hopes and me also for what was out, what was still out there to hold. And I would do that pretty often because I did that one time and then the next time I remember waiting all day, waiting like we had made plans prior saying, you know, as soon as you get out of football practice, I'm going to come over. Um, we're going to spend some more time together with each other. We're going to finish watching Outer Banks. And also at the time, we were going to start 13 Reasons Why when their season two came out because both of us individually had already watched season one. And so that was also something really good for us to catch up on and see like the way I looked at that show and the way he looked at, looked at that show. So I remember like vividly one day, like I was saying earlier, how we were so excited to see each other. And it got to be like five o'clock in the afternoon. And I decided while I was still at my house, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something really good for him. I'm not going to buy it. I'm going to make dinner on my own, pack it up and take it over to his house for when he gets off practice. So, you know, it would be like a nice home cooked meal and got to be six o'clock. I arrive over at his house and he had already given me his garage code. So I walked in through the garage, opened the door, cleaned up his living room a little bit because I hadn't been there in a little while. And he did his supper up because he had just texted me saying, hey, I'm leaving the field. I'll be over there in a little bit. So I was like, okay. Decided to clean the house up, heat his dinner up, and sit down and have a good night. He walks in the front door of his house and had this this attitude I've never really seen come out of him. And I was like, well, like, what is wrong with you? And he proceeds to tell me, like, the first time he got to that school, he was not automatically, you know, the head coach of that team. And that team had always been towards the bottom of the totem pole because they were more of a basketball school than they were a football school. So, you know, I asked him, I was like, what's wrong? Um, What's making you act like this? You just doesn't, you don't seem like your real self. He's like, well, you know, coach, blah, 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 thinks he knows everything. Like, he's not letting any of the boys do what I know they're capable of doing. Like, there's no way we can win a season if it's going to continue like this. And I was like, well, you know, like, it's going to take a while to build a program. And having athletes, like, you've really got to work on your athletes as well. And so he was just finding every way, like, this practice could have gone wrong. 
and barely touched his dinner, honestly. And if you know me, I can cook, but I am not the greatest cook there is. So I was thinking, I have slaved over this stove for like an hour and a half to cook you dinner, and you're barely eating it. It was kind of crazy to me. And so I was like, well, you know, it's going to get better. Like, just keep working at it. This, like, your time's going to come. So he finally was like, yeah, I understand. Um, I'm going to sit and eat dinner now. So we sat and finished eating dinner, and he ended up eating his whole plate after that. And was saying, you know, like, this is a really good meal. You're a good cook. Like, what what do you not have to offer? And that question kind of took me, like, took, took a hard hit at me. I was thinking, what do I not have, like, what can't I offer? Because I don't want to say, like, I'm bragging, but, like, there is not very many girls in the world that are like me that will do little things for people because they don't realize sometimes that the little things are all that it needs to make something work out. And so I was just like, you know, I'm not really sure. When I pass it, I'll let you know. So after that, um, he went and he took a shower. I cleaned up the dishes, cleaned up the kitchen table, and I sat back on the couch. And after he got out of the shower, we sat down. Uh, He got a pillow and a blanket out of his room and brought it in the living room. And we sat there and we started watching 13 Reasons Why. So after we sat down and started watching that show, um, I guess I'm not the only girl that can tell you that it feels good when you want to, you want to have that physical touch with somebody and you want to have like, you want to have chemistry with them. I guess you could say like when we laid down, um, had these covers laying on top of us, I was laying my head next to him on the pillow And when you're laying on a couch, they're not super wide. So you have to lay very close together. And the way he did it was wrapped both of his arms around me and we laid on our side. And just having both of those arms wrapped around me made me feel like I was in such a great place. Like it, it was like I was home, honestly. And we laid there and watched it. Now, we would laugh. We did have a moment where we cried. And it was good to do that, to see those emotions and sides of each other, to know what each person has honestly been through in their life, to know that we were able to connect on that level was really great. But, you know, kind of fast forward a little bit. We did that. Um, I ended up staying again and woke up the next morning, did the same thing over again, cleaned up the kitchen after he left. We texted about the day. I went home, didn't see him for a few days. So we continued doing that for probably a good, completely through the summer, honestly. So June, July, and then August came about. And when August came about, you know, that's where football season really kicks in. That's where you start getting ready to have scrimmages. You get ready to start your season off and have games. School starts back. So obviously things were starting to die down. And not only is that when school, that's when school starts back, it's also like, I think it's, if I can remember well, towards the end of the season for dirt racing. So all of his friends that were in dirt racing, they were getting, you know, in those types of like competing, they were getting ready to go big time or go home. So I remember um, the first game day he had 
he went to that, and then after that, it was a Saturday. You know, they lost that Friday night, but he's have he had to learn, you know, I have to get over this. Like, we'll win next week. So I texted him. I was like, hey, um, I'm going to come see you, and we're going to watch dirt racing today. He's like, okay, yeah, like, that really works. And I was so excited to go, so excited to see the neighbors. So it got to be later in that Saturday afternoon, and I went over there. And we kind of did our normal thing, like, on a weekend. The neighbors were all home. We went over to the cup, like, the younger couple's house, and they had actually cooked dinner for us. So we sat there for a little bit with them, and we had dinner. And then we sat outside, had a few drinks, met up with the other neighbors, sat there for a little bit and talked. And then we were like, okay, uh, dirt racing's coming on. Like, we're going to go inside, and we're going to watch that. So we had them all come in his house, and we all sat in the living room, and we watched dirt racing. And in that moment, you know, his friends were winning in the race. So overall, it was all a great feeling for not only me and him, but like everybody else there, because we were all connecting on such a way that none of us had really connected on. It was just a really nice feeling. And so they end up winning. We stay and talk a little bit. And then we turn on, like, you know, NHL hockey highlights. And that he has always been a crazy, loves hockey, St. Louis Blues. So we were watching all of those and pulls out the St. Louis Blues jersey. And I'm thinking, this is insane. I feel like I have met my soulmate. He loves sports just as much as I do. Has jerseys just like me. Like, this is crazy. So he pulls the St. Louis Blues jersey out, and we just, all of us start having conversations on stuff like that. And it got to be, you know, later in the night, the neighbors ended up going home, and I said, okay, I'm going to stay again. So I stayed again. Wake up the next morning, you know, we do things uh, over again, like I said. I get ready, I go home after cleaning his place up, and I could tell things were starting to die down because it took him longer to message me than it usually does when he got to practice. And so I was like, um, okay, you know, things are getting busy, season's starting up, you know, no big deal. So went throughout the day, and we stopped texting back-to-back-to-back. Uh, to back to back. I waited 30 minutes some. I would wait two hours for some. I would wait, you know, all the way till lunch till some. I would wait till after practice till some. I just noticed things were getting very different. And... The way it kind of happened was like it was getting later in August. They had started started school back. Um, kind of just putting it all in a nutshell for y'all. So when things started going like that, I guess they took a hard right or a left turn, whichever way you want to turn it. Um, he died down on how sweet his messages were. He stopped liking my Instagram pictures when I would post. He would start liking different girls' Instagram pictures, and trust me, I am not that type of girl, but the girls' posts he would like, he knew I was not a big fan of them, so I was like, this, you know, this is just kind of weird, like, does he have an, uh, he has, does he have another girl that he's starting to like more, do I need to end this, and, you know, day by day, the text messages just got less and less and less, they got drier, they weren't 
no emojis, no good mornings as much. It was like, I'm going to school, just real short and sweet. Well, minus the sweet part, so they were just short. Um, and so I took it up on myself one of the first weekends I went to college because I was the type of girl. I came into college with a boyfriend. You know, he wasn't in college. He had already went through college. So it was different than some people's regular college experience. And I took it up on myself to go see some of my friends that I've made. And I went over there. Um, we drank. We hung out. You know, ended up, like, throwing a party. Saw a ton of people. And woke up the next morning, and the girl I was living with, me and her, um, said, let's go back to their house. We're all going to cook dinner. We're, or we're, gonna, we're all going to kick each other, like, brunch. We're going to have a good day together. You, you know, maybe drink some mimosas. And so we went over there, and there was probably eight or 12 of us all eating, had a great time, and we had to go get gas. So me and one of my guy friends sat in the front seat, and then two of my other guy friends sat in the back seat with my roommate. And, you know, the guy sitting up in the front, I've known him since I was probably 13. So me and him are, like, best friends with each other, and at the time... The guy I was dating didn't know this, and I didn't think anything about it, so I posted, you know, what he said that was funny on my story, and turns out the guy I was dating took it the wrong, complete way, because he saw that story and would start leaving my text messages on read until I would say, like, hey, like, is everything all right? Do we need to talk? And so it got to one point where we would strictly text just good morning, my day's going great, or my day is going bad, um, just finished with school, just finished football, good night, in a matter of like four text messages, and one night, I remember probably about eight o'clock at night, I sat down, and I could tell things had died off, like, tremendously, and I said, hey, I haven't seen you in about a month. I miss you. And a week prior to that, he had come down to Jonesboro and hung out with his friends that live here. And he um, hung out with them, saw them, and spent the night over in Jonesboro and hadn't messaged me or told me, like, hey, like, let's hang out. We haven't seen each other in three weeks. Let's just have a good time and catch up. He didn't say that. And so I was like, you know, he's down here, hasn't seen me in almost a month. Like, what is wrong with this? What is wrong with this dude? And so that one night I sat down and I was like, I miss you. And the next text message I got back was, do you really, with a question mark. And I was like, well, yeah, I wouldn't just say it to say it to you. Like, when I talk to you, like, I'm saying everything truthfully. He's so he said, I get it, like, you, you're meeting new people in college. That's what you should be doing. You shouldn't be holding yourself back from anything. Um, I think me and you probably need to just take a break from each other and you need to see what you're missing out on in college. Like you're not having this college experience that I was wishing you would have because you're too worried about me. And I was like, no, like I'm, I'm not worried. I know I'm going to make friends. You know, I'm this outgoing person. And he's like, yeah, but you don't get it. Like, I didn't have the college experience I want you to be able to have. 
I worked four jobs in college. I had to pay my own college bills, my own phone bill, my own car bill. Like you're getting these things practically given to you. Like take them, love on them and cherish them. And I was like, no, like, no, you don't get it. So, you know, we just kind of went back and forth with each other for a little bit. And I guess by the end of that, we both ended up saying like, yeah, let's just take a break. You know, I still want to be able to message you and ask how football was. I was kind of trying to find that little hole of I still want to be able to date you. And he wasn't. So after that, I went in my roommate's room and I cried, I cried, I cried. I have never cried that hard over anybody or anything. And, you know, she wasn't very fond of him, so it was kind of hard for her to have any empathy for me. So she was like, like, you know, you don't need him. You're going to be so much better off. And I just remember in that time, I went back up to my room, turned all my lights out, I went to bed, woke up the next morning, didn't want to get out of bed. I had found myself that next week in such a deep hole I had never visited in my life. It was almost like I had visited hell. I ended up losing weight. I ended up losing friends because I didn't want to do anything. It was probably the lowest of the low I've ever hit in my life. And let's just say I do not ever want to visit that again because I can't imagine doing it again. And so I I ended up doing (coughs) in that low, sorry about that, for a little bit and found myself one weekend, ended up going out. And when I finally had went back out with my friends, you know, they said, oh my gosh, we've missed you. Like, we're so excited you're out here with us. You know, let's go out for a drink. Let's have a good time. Don't think about him. It'll be fine. Well, we decided to go to one of our local bars and... I walk in, I get a drink, and I go up towards the pool tables. Next thing I know, I turn around, and guess who is walking in the door? Ding, 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 you got it right. My ex walked at that point walked in the door. And when he walked in the door, he had this girl under his arm. And I was, you know, I was about to go oblivious. I was like, oh my, like I was going crazy. I was like, turn around, look at my friends. Like, you you guys, you don't know who this is. Like, he just showed up. Like, I need to leave. I'm ready to get out of, get out of here. And they were like, no, Ellie, we're going to be adults about this. Um, if he passes by you, just say hi and bye. Like, you don't have to really say anything to him. So I was like, fine, guess I will. And so he ends up getting a drink and him and his friends that I had already met, they all sat down. One of them actually walked up to me and was like, Hey Ellie, like, how are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. You know, hope everything's going well. And I was like, you know, yeah, it is just kind of real short with them when I shouldn't have been. And I noticed the girl and I was like, she looked like, I know this girl. And so at that time, me and her just kind of, you know, made side eyes at each other. Well, fast forward to today, she is one of my best friends. I would never trade her for the world. And it's so funny the way things like that kind of happen because me and her used to hate each other and it was all because of him. But when we sat down, we're like, neither one of us really want him. Like we see how he is with everybody. It's amazing the levels you can connect on with people. 
But, you know, he walked in that night with that girl, and um, we made side eyes. Like, it wasn't great. I could have had a much better night, and I just ended up going home. So, after I went home, you know, I got back in my slump, but I saw it differently this time. I was like, I've got to get myself out of this. Like, I need him to see that I'm doing great without him. I need to tell, like, it needs to show him that I'm moving on. And so, for the next few weeks, it was so funny to me because I would go out on the weekends and I would see him there. And it also got to the point where if I wasn't going to go out, um, I had one of my mom's friends actually text me one night and say, guess who's at the bar? You need to show up and show them how good you're doing. So one weekend, I did go up to the bar when I hadn't planned on it, walked in, saw him, and me and him, you know, we knew uh, things didn't end on good terms with us, so we just kind of sat there, and every now and then, we would kind of make an eye at each other. So of course, my mom's friend texted my mom and was like, they keep making these side eyes at each other, like there's something obviously going on with them. And, you know, I didn't really think much about it. I was like thinking to myself, I'm going to show him what he's missing out on. Had all my friends out with me. Like I, I wanted to show, like paint a picture for him that I didn't even really see for myself. And I remember that went on for a few weeks, and the next thing I know, one weekend, I decided to stay home, and I had, you know, like, nine or ten of my friends over at the house. I had a few girls, but mainly lots of them were guys, because it is much easier for me to make guy friends than it is girls. And so they were all over at the house. We were all sitting upstairs in our, you know, like, room where we just, like, all sit and talk to each other. It was 1230 at night. And I get this phone call, and I hadn't seen his name pop up on my phone and going on almost probably a month and a half or two months. His name pops up on my phone with a picture of us, and I stop dead in my tracks. I give my phone over to my friend. I'm like, why is he calling me? So I let it ring a few times, and then first mistake, I answer it. And when I answered it, it was, what are you doing? I said, you know, I'm just sitting at the house talking to my friends. Uh, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm over here at this, you know, like get together. I don't think it's a good place for me to be. Would you care to pick me and my friend up? So I was like, fine. Uh, I'll be over there in 10 minutes. And so I got over there. I pick him up. And when I had left, all of my friends had parked Park, like, parked where I couldn't get out, but they left my roommate's spot open, and she wasn't home, and she didn't take her car for the weekend. So I took it upon myself, because I have drove her car plenty of times without her driving it. And let me just tell you, like, it, it was a very nice car. It was a Porsche. So I got in her car, and I drove five minutes down the road to pick them up, five minutes back. And that night, there was a girl staying over at the place that I was staying at my house and was, she was one of those girls that was jealous uh, that I dated him. So next thing you know, uh, me, him and his friend walk in. And when we walk in, everybody's mouth just kind of drops cause they knew I had, I had dated him and my ex's drunk a goes, okay, boys, time to leave. 
And I was, I turned around and I was like, okay, this is not your place to say that anymore. And his friend was like, yeah, like, bro, what was that? And so, you know, they were kind of like, uh, okay, goodbye. So they all walk out and we sit in the living room and we talk for a little bit. And he was so drunk and I have never seen him at this point in my life that he was asking me the same question over and over and over again. And it got to the point where I was like, literally shut up. I don't really want to be talking to you at all. And his friend was like, yeah, bro, like, it's time to go to bed. And I was like, okay, well, you know, your friend, I don't want to name him, even though I wish I could. You can sleep on the couch or you can sleep in um, my roommate's bed. It's up to you. And so my ex was like, yeah, I'm going to go upstairs and sleep in Ellie's bed with her. And I was like, well, that's just freaking great. So he ended up walking upstairs with me. I took my makeup off, uh, changed into my bedtime clothes, and I laid in bed. And so it was kind of crazy. Like, you know, I hadn't seen him in a month and a half, two months. He was all over me. We was wanting to say, like, very futuristic things, like having a family together, getting married. And I was, you know, trying to be this really strong person and say to myself, like, you're just saying this because you're drunk. And I did say that out loud to him. And he said, no, I promise that is not me. Um, like, I really mean this. But I really don't want to, like, that's a story for the next episode. Because this is just now getting to the top of our roller coaster. And there is still so much left to talk about of how I've been traumatized from my last relationship. So I will see you all next time and talk to you next time on Come On, Treat Her Right. Trust me, you're going to want to stick around for this next one.